you're listening to Pods in the Key of Happy Birthday, Ryan Singh. We are currently at a suburban pub somewhere in Adelaide, and it is the birthday of uh, what I can only assume is an Indian infant by the name of Ryan Singh. Infant? It's I don't know. at least five or six in the photo you're showing me. At least five or six. Well, in the photo I'm showing you, James, it's a photo on the back wall of the pub we're in. I think it's your shot of the game of pool we're playing. All right. Do I have to take my shot? Yeah. All right. Are you, you going to commentate it? Yeah, I guess so. Am I, I'm red, don't I? Okay, so we're, we're recording this, uh, this game of pool in what I'm going to call a self-indulgent piece of excess, just a real... Just a real fuckboy move on our part, frankly. Okay, so Nick's lining himself up. He's gonna fuck it. We're uh, we're playing against each other. He has fucked it so completely. It is embarrassing. He is in tears right now. I'm gonna retrieve my phone from James and walk away from James. It's now James's shot. Oh, we're gonna line up for James's shot, are we? Okay, it's my shot. It's, it's James. All right, shot. beer on the side of the table. He's lining up. He's got. I have really no nothing set up here. All the yellow balls are fucked. So James is yellow. Everything's fucked. There's nothing left for James. There's no hope here. Oh, oh! He actually nearly got one in the far pocket. One that would have been a complete ass rebound, and he didn't get it in. Anyway, that's all for this week's part of the Key Springfield. Is it in Springfield? Fuck it. We won't take us. Yes, let's be the Puds in Springfield. Right, episode 42 of Pods. In the key of Springfield. Today we're looking at... Oh, I just, I realized two things then, just just then, James. <laughs> sure, yeah. Firstly, I am two pages from the end of my book. Well, that seems impossible. <laughs> the book that, I mean, you've almost finished your second well, in the I'm time. I'm halfway through the second one, yeah. You're halfway through the second, and I've, I'm just about to finish the first. And one of the reasons that I have written so little is my note-taking is not very good. And for that very reason... I don't actually have the episode numbers of today's episode. Okay, I don't have that many notes uh, this week either. These ones, really? That's weird. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, so we're looking we'll get at, into it. Yeah, so we're looking at two from season four. We've got uh, the Bubble Boy. Yep, and then we've got the Cheva Letters. The Cheva Letters. Now, look, I've seen The Simpsons many times, sure, and I'm familiar with these episodes. But not in the same way I have been with a lot of the previous episodes. I kind of I don't remember these ones quite as well. It feels like I've seen them in a dream. Does that make sense to you? It kind of does. I feel like these episodes were... So for anyone overseas or even anyone just in Australia, really. Yeah, just some people. Um, probably the the main kind of... Um, uh, the main source through which you and I consumed Simpsons as we were growing up was the you know nightly six o'clock repeats on channel 10 yep and there were some episodes that really got played to hell and back like i think the mini golf episode uh from season one um the mini golf competition the putt putt competition i feel like that was on twice a day sometimes and then there were some episodes like a star is burns they very rarely showed yeah that one just fell off the wagon and round springfield for some reason those were cut out the rotation i don't know what the deal is which one's round springfield that's the uh the one with bleeding gums the second bleeding gums oh sure the second bleeding gums the uh that's definitely out of rotation i kind of feel like 
the the previous one was with the critic, and I feel like maybe that was a licensing issue. Maybe another channel had the rights to that character. I sure. don't know. Okay. I don't know how any of this works. Yeah, not at all. I mean, I should. I'm teaching television studies, but I don't know the specific minutiae of yeah. '90s animated licensing in Australia. That yeah. hasn't really come up. Yeah, and so so these two Bubble Boy and Cheever letters. Yeah, I, I agree. It feels like I've got vague ghost memories of them, but yeah. I don't really remember them as well as I know the other episodes yeah. from season four. Because season four was bangers wall to wall. Yeah. And these two kind of stand out as being a bit weird. Yeah, they're great. They're very funny. But even oh, like having weird. just watched them, I almost feel like they're already starting to leave my mind. It's weird. <laughs> so, no, I think it's the... Like there's a fog closing in. We had to record immediately... I think it's more that you and I are losing our minds, not yeah. that our, not that our minds are losing these episodes. I think those are different things. So um, I mean, these ones are a bit off, though, right? I mean, the if we get into the Bubble Boy, very just, weird couch gag. Yeah, it was. I mean, the chalkboard on this one was just. Uh, you ever call someone and you're disappointed when they answer? It started with something like that, and then it kept going for a while. Yeah, it's like a long screed. Yeah, I don't really. Um, you Written know, by uh, Marge in this case. Yeah, of, yeah. I don't really like it when they mess around with because you know we talked before about the the circus intro, right? Yeah. And how the circus intro of, of The Simpsons is a pretty good sign that yeah. you're going to get into a short and perhaps therefore weaker episode that's not as well fleshed out. This one starts off chalkboard and then goes straight into Marge doing like a stand-up set. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like five minutes of Marge doing a stand-up It's set. intense. It's weird. I, I I'm going to have a hard time talking about this one, I think, to be honest. I, I have need a, to delve in. I have a theory on why we see Marge trying a stand-up set. And okay. it was about, what, it was about um, uh, when someone answers the phone when actually you wanted a chance to leave a message on the answering machine, right? Sure. Kind of very, like, early 90s observational. Yeah. That, that kind yeah, of Yeah, like, stand-up. what's the deal with yeah, that, sort of, yeah, exactly. that sort of thing. That kind of stuff. So Marge is up there having a hand, having, uh, trying a hand at that. Um, I wonder if... Remember a couple of episodes ago, we looked at um, the one uh, in Streetcar Named Marge? Yeah. And then at the end of that episode, we were saying, well, this is weird. Marge really enjoyed being in a play. Homer mm. got something out of it. It kind of um, uh, it, it added an extra dimension to their relationship and it yeah. gave Marge, it fleshed out her character. Yeah. Why doesn't she ever go back to being on the stage? Well, this one starts with some stand-up. So maybe Marge is huh. branching out and trying other avenues of performing. Oh, that's a lovely little thought. I hope that's what I, they're going I for. Really, because the continuity between these two episodes is weird as well. It's far stronger it, than usual, I think. Yeah, it is quite yeah. weird. But Because I, I also have to say, you know, early 90s stand-up, not my favourite type of stand-up. But Marge is doing a perfectly fine job. Yeah. So in this episode, there is a a bubble boy. A boy in a bubble. Yep, a boy trapped inside a bubble. And he's a big fan of Marge because her stand-up's really taken off, I suppose, and wants her to come visit. But in the end, um, Bud and his new girlfriend, Susan, end up spending a lot of time with the boy instead. Is this a character that we've seen? Is this Susan character one that we've seen previously? She feels very familiar to me. (laughs) Again, something... God, there's like there's a mist in my mind. A mist, you know. I feel like um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time 
reconciling my mind. It's like, have you ever read the Dark Tower series by Stephen King? Dark Tower? Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Yeah. Right, They're thought, dark and dour. Like, yeah, because I, I thought I thought Dark Tower. I'm like, well, you've got two adjectives and no noun. That's good. You know how in the third one, like, that boy is both alive and dead in Roland's mind and his mind is being torn apart by... It's kind of like that for me. I like how with you these say... Episodes. I like how... I gave no indication that I know what you're talking about, and you tag it up with, yeah, because you know, yeah, the Roland the Gunslinger, you know, Roland Deschard, I think his name is. Roland Deschard. Yeah, and that boy's like, uh, I forget what the line is. It's a good book. Okay, I'll take you I mean, it's seven it. good books. Should I read it? Should we do a podcast on it? Yeah, sure. Pods in the. Pods in the key of the tower. Pods in, pods in the key of Marcel de Champ, whatever you said. <laughs> Marcel de Champ? I don't know. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's get into this one. So, uh, Susan's parents have a cabin, and uh, so f- Bart, Bart's girlfriend Susan. Yeah, and the family wants to go and visit the cabin, except for Homer, who is not allowed. Yeah, I find it weird that um, uh, I find it weird that the cabin is in the Hamptons because. Mm. Now, look, I'm not that great with American geography. but yeah, and we don't know exactly where Springfield is we, either. We don't know where yeah. Springfield is. That's a good point. But I thought, you know, especially in, in these early seasons of, of The Simpsons, they tried to do like a kind of fake geography. And that's why you have Capital City instead of mm. Washington, D.C. And, you know. Yeah, the place where a bum feels like a king and a exactly. king feels like some sort of... Nutty Cuckoo Super King. I think you and I feel like a couple of Nutty Cuckoo Super Kings right at the moment. Hey, it's Tony Bennett. Hey, uh, how are you doing? Hey, it's Tony Hawk doing a kickflip. What? <laughs> uh, but, but the Hamptons is a real place, which I believe is just outside New York, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think Where it's so. like the closest mountain range to New York. Yeah, they're like where hmm. rich people go to holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess from this we can assume that Bart's new girlfriend, Susan, comes from a rich family. I mean, we get to meet them next episode, and uh, I've got some things to say about that. It gets wild. We've got some things. It's wild, wacky stuff. Wacky. Where do I know that quote from? Anyway, uh, so we got we got a bubble boy here. We've got like the basically the a plot is uh, Bart and Susan visiting the bubble boy. The bubble boy. The B plot is Marge and Lisa hanging out in a diner. Yeah. Which is a bit strange. And then the C plot is like Homer hanging out with uh with Marge's girlfriend, I guess. There's yeah. some weird stuff going on in these episodes. Yeah, there um it, it it takes an interesting diversion away from the rest of season four. Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't feel wrong in no. any way. It feels no 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 like natural. Like I've known Yeah. You know, like I I I have a hard time recalling these episodes, but nothing about them seems so strange. That I can't accept it, you know? I agree. Yeah. Um, so one of my favourite things when they're talking about going up to uh, Bart's girlfriend's cabin yeah. is that they talk about how it's pie country up there. Yep. Um, and I, I really enjoy, there's a bit, of, I'm, I'm not sure if you can remember this off the top of your head, but there's yep. that great bit of dialogue where uh, where um, uh, Marge and Bart are talking about how it's pie country up there. And then they say, you know, oh yeah, they sell the pies by the side of the road. Blueberry, blackberry. Blackberry, boysenberry. Boysenberry, huckleberry. Huckleberry, raspberry. Raspberry, strawberry. Strawberry, cranberry. Peach. Good lines. It's great. Yeah, yeah great it's work. good and dialogue. Hey, it's... high five to us for just getting that off the top of our heads. Do you think it's a reference to Princess Peach, the pie? No, probably not. <laughs> Princess Peach? I don't think Princess Peach is baked into a pie. But if I was going to make a peach pie, I would bake a little crown onto it and call it <laughs> Princess Peach. I bet you would. I fucking would. Should we, um... Make a peach pie? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> In Springfield. Mmm. It's an exceedingly crunchy pie crust. Good pie, though. I don't have many other notes about this episode, I have to say. <laughs> we were eating while um, this episode was on, so... I've got a few thoughts here. Have you ever played Trivial Pursuit? I have. I'm, I know I'm jumping way ahead. Mm. But we see Bart and his girlfriend Susan playing um, Trivial Pursuit with the Bubble Boy. Do you have any particularly notable Trivial Pursuit stories? Did you do what everyone does with Trivial Pursuit and put in the little pie slices? Peach pie. Should we make another pie? Or yes. is that one enough? Also, interesting link between the A and the B plot here. Mm. They say it's pie country where the ca- where the cabin is. They play the only game that I can think of which has anything that's even like a pie. Some people refer to it as slices of cheese in a cheese wheel. I always prefer to imagine it as pie. But um, I like to think of it as a pizza, a little pizza, a little mini pizza. You split oh. it into pieces, you eat the pieces of the pizza. Eat the pieces of the pizza. That's yeah. why you used to choke on so many bits of plastic. Yeah. I mean, right. that's one of the reasons. All right. I just can't resist those pieces. Um Reese's pieces of plastic I chow down on them Did you ever When you were a child Did you ever eat like coins? Did I ever eat coins? Coins Uh Yeah Yeah I mean Didn't we all? Did your parents see any change in you? I mean there was a change Like money But it was in my shit (laughs) Have I ever told you about my understanding of the phrase In for a penny In for a pound not on the podcast, you have it. Good. And you're happy to play along, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> really weird breaking of the fourth wall there. Um, the phrase, in for a penny, in for a pound, which I, I now understand to mean if you're going to invest in something, you may as well invest a substantial amount. Yeah. Right? But then there's the old, um, the old school phrase of going to a public toilet mm. was known as I've got to go spend a penny. Yeah. Because they used to be like coin-operated toilets, basically. Spend a penny, leave a penny, yeah. Got to go spend a penny. And so I always thought the phrase, in for a penny, in for a pound, was, well, if I'm going to use the bathroom, I may as well use the hell out of the bathroom. I mean, I prefer your interpretation. If you're going to take a shit, take a big shit. Haven't I always said that? Take a big shit. I'm an advocate for big shit. (laughs) Rather be shitting than starving. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. one of the phrases that I have used in the past oh, yeah. and to describe it, my work output. I think that phrase was overtaken by, eh, everything's probably fine, which I lent into in a big way. Speaking of the, uh, the trivial pursuit scenes here, i got a thing that's a bit mixed up in my head, and I've been trying to untangle it since we watched this episode. I'd like to talk through it. Sure. So you know that I have a pub trivia team, right? Mm-hmm. And a, team, a, a team that only deals in trivia about pubs. Yeah, exactly. And our trivia team name is the Moops. Mm. And the reason we call ourselves the Moops is Great because Simpsons of reference. yeah, this episode of The Simpsons yeah. where um, where Bart is playing Trivial Pursuit with the Bubble Boy, mm-hmm. and there's a misprint over Moors and Moops, and there's some confusion over what exactly is going on, and. Mm. Um, you know, it's weird because I don't really remember watching this episode so well, and yet that leaps out at me, that reference. That's like a part of who I am. It is weird. Something else I've just realised is weird. So we were saying a moment ago, it's strange that um, that Marge is trying her hand at stand-up. Yeah. But then when her and Lisa are hanging out in the diner, someone notices Marge from a spot on TV and asks for a signed picture to hang on the wall. 
I feel like there's some backstory here. Has Marge uh, had a meteoric rise in stand-up, which they just haven't explained in the rest of the show? Yes, yeah, just sort of quietly pumping over in the, the background. Right. Very unusual for The Simpsons, but I think it works. I think it's a good move. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have nothing against it. Did you notice that the bubble boy was named Donald? Hmm. And you know, look, look, I don't want to get too political here. Whoa. Whoa. But have you noticed, I mean, there's a Donald right now in the world who, in my opinion, lives in a bit of a bubble. Oh. Oh, Roasted. Talking about Donald Duck, right? (laughs) Yeah, because there's so many bubbles in the pond. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, many bubbles he's always in the splashing pond. around, bubbling and yeah. quacking and <laughs> bubbling and quacking. Is Donald Duck the that's, one? That's the um. Is that's Donald... what happens when you throw a a duck in a pot of boiling water, I suppose. <laughs> well, I went dark quickly. Um, dark you know, duck. I, I, I think um, I think Donald Duck's learned his lesson after the talking to that we just gave him. I think Bart maybe kills the Bubble Boy in this one. Yeah, because no. he seems to burst the bubble. We hear this rush of air, and then the boy has to be taken out of the bubble to hospital. And look, you know, usually I say that the whole series might be a death dream, right? Sure. Maybe it's just like this episode and the next one of the death dream of this dying bubble boy. Hmm. Because that would kind of make sense. Because I kind of, like I said, this feels like a dream. Hmm. It feels like a dream that I might have while dying. Does that make sense? Did you think the animation quality was a bit different in these episodes too? Yes. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to bring it up. Because yeah. I thought I thought yeah. maybe it was just me. I don't know. Um, very distinct, very different. Uh, they burn down a cabin as well. And that comes up in the next episode. Yeah, so what's that? That's, uh, that's Marge's girlfriend's... No. Uh, yeah, Marge's girlfriend no, and Homer... Yeah. Burn down the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just off gallivanting. Acc- accidentally Homer's... burn down the cabin. But yeah. It's, it's weird that they say that Homer's gone off to go swimming in an icy cold lake. Mm. Because surely we know what Homer gets up to when he's in a cabin and yeah. going off on late night, early morning adventures. He's trying to catch General Bobby Sherman, the big yeah. catfish. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, he, a lot more physical comedy <laughs> than <Sherman>. usual. <laughs> Bobby Sherman. What a get. Which also, like, Maggie's not in this episode, and I feel like the last time we saw Homer traveling mm. out in the wild with Maggie, she was eaten by a bunch of bears. So oh, that's true. That's very it's true. It's almost like this episode we, has continuity with very specific moments mm. in The Simpsons that we have really latched onto in this podcast. Yeah. We do think, though, that Mary's... Uh, <laughs> we do think that Maggie's a very... TV convenient baby because yeah. sometimes she cannot be in a whole episode. That's true. And I think we've just hit two episodes in a row where she's just not in it. It's I mean, just, that's a possibility. It's just this this cast of four four crazy characters mm. with a whole bunch of very very angry characters in the side, fleshing, yeah. fleshing out the world. And it's strange because it's like I feel like there's certain scenes in here where you can hear the faint laughter of Doctor Colossus in the background. That's interesting. Did you, you pick up on that? Are you suggesting this is some kind of like omelette universe cross timeline? No, I don't think it's anything like that. I, did you not hear it? Did you not hear him? Uh, I didn't really hear. Oh, huh. oh the, but there was a bit of like a canned laugh going on. Like a canned laughter. Do you mean the canned laughter of Dr. Colossus? Or do you mean the nefarious cackling of Dr. Ferocious? 
Dophorosis? <laughs> Dr. Ferocis. Dr. Phosphorus. I mean, look, I'm I'm still getting a lot of this. It's sort of already getting a bit jumbled in my head. Starting to process it all. Yeah, should we jump to the next episode? I know we haven't talked for that long about this one, but I feel like there was a lot of weird shit in this next episode of Chiva Letters. I just want to say that I really enjoy when uh, when Marge and Lisa are in the diner and someone recognises Marge and asks for a photo. Yeah. I think um, even though she gets a bit self-conscious about it, I think there's nothing finer than being in your diner is a wonderfully Marge thing to <laughs> it write. It is. It's I don't, very Marge. Very on brand for Marge. I mm. don't understand why she gets so self-conscious about it because it is very... Very much. Absolutely. In the same way that she just thinks the curtains with the corn are neat. <laughs> and potatoes. And potatoes. She's right about potatoes, though. Have you seen those motherfuckers? Oh, potatoes are so good. Did yeah. I, have I told you about... I must have told the story on the podcast. About the time I lost marks on a history essay. No. Oh, so, it was, a, it was a history essay uh, at uni about um, the Ottoman Empire. Okay. And uh, quick... Otto Man? Oh, yeah, my name is Otto Man, and I like to get Blotto Man Empire. Okay, cool. Um, just to tie it back to The yeah. Simpsons, which is, of course, what this show is about. <laughs> yeah. Nominally, um, and in some cases, literally. I mean, some people have said that this show is about nothing, but I disagree. It's about The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, we were... So, hi- history essay on the Ottoman Empire, and basic rundown of the Ottoman Empire is at one point... It covered a huge area of land, mm. but because back in those days, like it was impossible to get one message from anywhere to anywhere else, the huge tract of land that the Ottoman Empire covered, uh, it had basically no control over any of that land. And then it, over some time and over some battles, condensed down to a very strong but very small empire. Sure. And so I said something about, um, I had a paragraph that was like, and then, you know, these events and these events and these events caused the Ottoman Empire to go from a very large but ill-controlled area to a very small but far better controlled area, a little bit like distilling a potato into (laughs) vodka. (laughs) And my history lecturer marked me down saying, do not use flippant analogies. (laughs) And I I took a photo, I was so pleased that I took a photo and put it up on Facebook and one of my friends said, I think the inherent problem you've made there is that declaring potatoes are weak. (laughs) Anyway. Fun little story well, about The funny thing about potatoes. that is, as a university teacher, I'm kind of on your tutor's side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a stupid thing to put in an essay. Ah, oh, man. The Chiva letters. I have I, I had a lot of difficulty wrapping my head around history at university. So did I. Because it's like, you know, oh what what are we doing for this week? Oh, we're gonna sit around for two hours and discussing how could relationships between the the early settlers and Australian indigenous population, how could that have gone differently? Okay, <laughs> sorry, why are we doing this exactly? We're nineteen years old. These <laughs> things happened. 200 years ago, don't get me wrong, the things that happened, not good. Australia has some... Problems. Yeah, yeah. Some problems. Yeah. Some dodgy things going on in its past. Yeah. Is that going to be solved by a bunch of 19-year-olds sitting around saying, Well, I wouldn't have well, murdered if, the population. If, if, the early, if the early settlers had been a little bit more compassionate, it's just... Ugh. Anyway. It's strange. It's strange. It's strange. Much like this episode of The Simpsons. The Popular animated sitcom, The Simpsons? I think so. The chalkboard gag in this one, I couldn't even get it all down. It was something about... Uh, how weird it is that office workers steal stationaries and have photos of their families. It really seemed like like one of the writers like 
maybe Schwarzwelder going on a bit of a rant against the other writers. I don't know. It's, it was does weird. Seem, it does seem quite Schwarzweldarian. Yeah. Mm. Strong Schwarzwelder vibes from this whole episode. Very strong. Mm. Um, I enjoy... Pardon me. There's a bit at the start where um, uh, Bart and Marge are discussing the fact that Bart's girlfriend's father's cabin burnt down. Yeah. Uh, and there's a line I really like where... I, I think I've picked the same line, yeah. Oh, yeah, where, where Bart... Uh, um, sorry, Marge says, oh, well... Uh, sorry, yes, no. Bart says, hey, we... Well, it's just a cabin. It's just yeah, a cabin. Yeah. We could we build it. We could build one in an afternoon. Well, not us, but two men could. Yeah, because it's a little boy and a woman. And a woman. Yeah, yeah right? It's, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a funny little fun line. Yeah. I mean, it is maybe a little sexist. I mean, Yeah, I'm, I think it probably I mean, two is. women, like Marge, who is in the scene, and yes. another woman, they could have... Uh, they could have easily built the cabin. Yeah. God, so much of this is already like sloughing away from my mind. But there's some things I really that really stuck with me in this episode. Do you think there's like an Uber Eats for cabins? <laughs> Uber Eats like, for cabins. Instead, because I was thinking, would not I... even an Uber for cabins, but an Uber Eats Uber specifically. Eats. Yeah, because I was thinking, would I be able to build a cabin? And then I go, and then my immediate thought process was. How could I make a cabin when most nights I can't even be bothered making dinner? <laughs> I just use Uber Eats. What? Like Uber Eats for cabins. That's what happened in my head just Yeah, now. there's an app. It's called Wood For You. <laughs> and you ring them up and you say, uh, can you build a cabin? And they say, well, I would for you. And they uh, come and they oh, build a that's cabin. That's good. That's good. You know, See, I, it works on two levels. I once um, got, uh, I, I downloaded an app because I needed some uh, some kindling. I needed some small fine wood to start a fire. Mm. I matched with all of these women. Yeah. I asked them to bring around some tinder. Yeah. They didn't. They just thought that was being weird. Yeah, that's um that's similar to what happened to me. Well, I wanted to start my own beekeeping business. So I've been on this app Bumble. But the weird thing about Bumble is that you need the other beekeepers to start talking to you before you can talk back to them. And the thing is, like a lot of the a lot of the women on there have sent me messages, and I say immediately, "Hey, can you bring some honey around?" And they just unmatch me straight away. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't realize that was the thing that apiarists got offended by. I know it seems like a perfectly reasonable request. I mean, they. You uh, know, I once um I once had an app because I wa- I was uh, thinking about putting myself in uh a. Uh, a local political election. Yeah. And I wanted an ability to track my progress through the election. So mm. I got an app called Map My Run. Okay. Apparently it's just like a fitness thing though. Like it wasn't anything to do with running for office. <laughs> there was this other dating thing I tried and, uh, you know, I, th- I was looking through all the people on there and like everyone had like real problems you know, like a lot of them were like they had criminal backgrounds, or they, you know, they just. I've got no was, idea. I can't wait to see where this one goes. There was just a lot of like rough shit going on. Sure. And um, people were looking at me like I was getting a lot of messages saying like you don't belong here. And um, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say exactly here. But You're trying to get the wording right. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I thought uh, I'd heard a lot of people talking about this app, but it turns out it wasn't OkCupid, it was just OkCupid. (laughs) You know, all these people that were, you know, just okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Fuck. 
<laughs> you know, no. I, I went in too hard on the descriptions. So. You know, that's that's so weird that you say that because I had a very similar sounding experience. Sure. Where I went in there looking for dating because I'd heard it was a dating app. Yeah. Uh, turns out it was for... It, I'd actually misheard. I got my T's and my D's confused. It was for secondhand snooker sticks. It was the OK Cupid. <laughs> Cupid? Cupid. <laughs> the pit where they keep all the cues. The OK Who's Cupid. Keeping the cues in a pit. Fuck you, you can keep cues in a pit if you want. Who's gonna stop me? Oh my god, we've gone we've gone crazy. Alright, Chiva letters. Um do you think it's weird that there's several scenes in this episode? I of, think there was this the... other there was this other app where I had some compost I need to get rid of. And um it was like you know, I had I had a lot of leftovers of fruit that I was trying to get rid of, but I had all these like dudes trying to trying to hook up with me, and I realised that I was looking for Rinder, not Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> but then oh, I found a way to get rid of all my coffee grinds, so it worked out. Nice. Ah, fuck. Okay, so do you think it's weird that there are several scenes throughout this episode of popular animated sitcom The Simpsons yep. in which Marge and Bart <laughs> sit down to write a script for what appears to be a pilot of Seinfeld? Look, they're writing a script for NBC. I did think that was honestly very strange. Very strange. Was Seinfeld even out at the time? It was, it was. Series, it, it would have been okay. up to like season... Probably like season three, maybe season four. Three. Okay. I don't know, like a few seasons have passed. Sure, okay. But that was strange. Hmm. And I'm not really sure how to reconcile it in my mind because no. it seems like it's part of an ongoing plot. Yeah, but that one we that just... we don't really... We just cut into it and then cut out of it again. Yeah. Oh, it's really weird. It is. Also weird in this episode, we meet, uh, we meet Susan's parents. Yes. And I feel like maybe... Part of this like dreamlike state that I'm entering while watching these episodes yeah. of The Simpsons has something to do with this because who plays Susan's parents? Grace Zabriskie. Zabriskie. And Warren Frost. Warren Frost. Yes. Related to Robert Frost? I uh, know, but related to Mark Frost. Mark one Frost. One of the co creators of Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks? Yeah. Does it, do any of them have a sister called Diana, and is she known as Defrost? Because I once had a fridge that had a setting that was named after her. Defrost. Yeah, I once had a fridge as well. There is a Diana in Twin Peaks. Really? In fact, yeah. yeah last last yeah, name Frost. Played by Laura Dern. Oh, I've heard that name before. So what we have here is we have Grace Zabriskie and we have Warren Frost, and they give the voice performances of Susan's parents. Yeah. Grace Zabriskie was, of course, uh, Sarah Palmer. Laura's mum. Yeah. And then Warren Frost was Donna's dad. Uh, something Hayworth. I forget his name in the show, but... Donna's dad will do. Yep, Donna's dad will do. That was his spin-off series. And then he had... Oh, is, is that... Um... Uh, is that a reference when Bart becomes a, a, a Boy Scout and he has don't do what Donna's dad do, do, do does? Do, yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, cool. So we've got this weird thing where, look, we know... That we are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside the dream. And then we've got these Twin Peaks parents. And these What's are... that music I can hear? You're like the dreamer. Dreams. And then lives inside the dream. 
Sneaky Peaks. Is this another Sneaky Peaks? <laughs> another sne- I mean, I'm still trying to piece together how this all interlocks and fits together and where Colossus fits in this and where the fuck Norman was. Trying to peaks together. All those bits that you just said. And whether the laughter of Colossus is in some way linked to the nefariousness of Bob and the other spirits of the Black Lodge, whether the arm has anything to do with this, or the dancing man. Speaking of... um... Because as we know in the new series, there's something very wrong with Sarah Palmer. I don't want to spoil things. Sure. But, you know, the Lodge, there's some shit going on. Is that the one that's being played by Susan's mum in this episode? No. That's the, yeah, that's Susan's oh, mum. Yeah. She's the voice actress playing Susan's mum in this one. It's, right, sure. Look, there's some shit going on, and the more I try to think about it, the more static I get in my mind. Static. I feel like I'm forgetting things that I used to know. Static like a noun or static like an adjective? Static like a noun. Okay. You know, it's like... Okay, cool. Well, I, 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 I didn't know if you meant you were getting more static in your mind, as in you were getting in your mind, or if your mind was becoming more static. What's as in my middle name? Moving. Morgan. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay. Okay. Is that a Sneaky Peaks thing too? No. No, you, I'm just trying, you know, I'm just do, making sure not too really, much is slipping out here. Do you really want your middle name on the podcast, considering you've given out your first and last name? They have my Twitter handle. I'm not that hard to find. <laughs> I also think we've given out our dates of birth on this podcast. You're giving out too much information. What are people going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> um, so, you know how we have a recurring, ser- a recurring segment, How the Simpsons Has Ruined My Life? Yes. Something that I really enjoy doing is whenever I'm trying to emphatically ram home a point to someone... Yeah, when you're trying to emphatically ram, much like Marge does in this episode. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But yep. whenever I'm trying to really drill down on a point and make sure someone understands, inevitably it just turns into me saying, Cherish the cabin. <laughs> Cherish the cabin. It's a line that really sticks in my yeah, head. Yeah, it's like moops with me. That's the, like the one thing that really stuck with you from this one. Well, that's why my pub trivia team's called Cherish the Cabin. <laughs> it's not called Cherish the Cabin. Wait, that's a great name for a pub trivia team. It's a pretty good name can for a pub trivia team. Can you establish a rival team and take on the moops? Yeah, can the team be just me? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Okay, I will lose. <laughs> Excellent. Um, do you find it weird... Or at least unusual for The Simpsons, shall we say. Yeah. That, like, Bart and Marge at one point sit down to have a bit of a debriefing session on Marge's dirty-talking escapades the night before. I mean, look, it is strange. It's not usual. It's it's not usual for The As Simpsons. opposed to not being unusual, like the Tom Jones song. <laughs> and sure. I want to die. I, <laughs> I guess the reason I find it strange is, like, the last time we saw Bart and Marge having a little outing, a little a little bonding get-together, getting-to-know-each-other day, was... Um, getting to know you. Was that they... Marge getting took... To learn about you, yep. Marge took Bart clothes shopping. Mm. And it feels like... And that was probably, what, a season and a half ago, maybe? It feels like a big jump from that to, well, now it's time to sit down and tell you about the dirty talk. Yeah, let's talk doing. about bone time. Mm. They I'm get not, down and they talk about bone time. Not a fan and of that phrase. Marge reveals the... Uh, the weird shit she said during sex with yeah. Lisa's teacher. Yeah. Or substitute teacher. I don't know. There seems like a... a Wait, it's not, ca- it's not a return of Bergstrom, is it? No, it was a woman this time. Oh. 
but we don't really get that much about her. We just know that Lisa seems to be doing an independent project in this episode in an office yeah. of some kind, and we see her talking to this woman who I just have to assume is her teacher. A bit, yeah, because it's a bit early for like work experience for Lisa. Yeah, but she's she's definitely in an office. There's some uh, there's some other stuff in here that was strange. Uh, I saw at one point Bart is makes a reference to. Uh, is, is it yeah? something to do? Because I think that in in Lisa's office there was a sign through her door that said something publishing. Yeah. Uh, maybe fondant pub. No, it's the icing pendant publishing. Maybe is yeah, it something sure. to do with the yearbooks? Because Lisa's involved in the publishing of the school yearbooks. That's true. That will pop up later in the series. Later in the series. Yeah. Or when, when she goes to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the beachside cabin thing. Maybe, so maybe it's maybe cabin. <laughs> There's another cabin? Huh. huh. The Flanders cabin, isn't it? Yeah. You're right. A lot of cabins. That cabin didn't burn show. down, did it? No, I don't no. think it did. Okay. Not okay. to the best of my knowledge. Okay. Homer's car did end up, did end up covered in crustacea. But, um, but uh, yeah, so I assume that this is something to do with... Maybe she had to go visit the publishing office to help with something to the yearbook. And this was another teacher from the school that's helping Lisa with the yearbook stuff. I guess that makes I mean, sense. I, I mean, it's out of order. It's, it's it is out of order, and they don't do a very good job of explaining the content. But then, like but... you know, there's a lot of weird time and space stuff here again. We've got the Hamptons, like we were talking about last episode. Yeah. Also, at one point, Lisa reveals that she has recently spent four hundred twenty nine dollars on long distance calls. Yeah, and this is like a few episodes after we've just seen her the Corey hotline. Yeah, recover from a calling addiction. Yeah, it seems, to but me... it seems to have come back. Come back and arguably worse because before the yes it was like a, a nine hundred number or whatever they said it was but it yep. was it was local now it's an international yeah uh, thing which is is much worse and also speaking of the weird um, time and space thing yeah when they're doing this little debrief on the dirty talking they're sitting in um, Marge and Bart are sitting in what I expect is Krusty Burger but the sign out the front window says Monk's Cafe did it. Yeah, I reckon it did. I reckon That's was... really weird because I just saw Krusty Burger. I reckon there was an well, I thought there was an establishing shot of that diner for like for like a tenth of a second. I thought I saw something else, and then it kind of changed to Krusty Burger for me. Right. And then uh, while all this is happening, Homer, who lost all his Cuban cigars in the fire mm. at the cabin, he starts conspiring with higher ups in the Cuban government. Yeah, there's far more information about the Cuban trade embargo in this episode than there is in just about any other episode of The Simpsons. It stands out for me on the basis of how much information about the Cuban trade embargo there is. Yeah. Also, I know we talked before about how uh, I have no interest in smoking a cigar, but you have... You could see yourself falling down a trap hole of cigars. Yeah, because I had one puff of one once, and it was great. Yeah. Baby. I... The... What am I trying to say? I, I want to say like the the mythologicalization. Yeah, that's not a word of Cuban cigars in American TV is something I find quite interesting because I can understand that there will be good cigars and bad cigars, right? Mm. I do not understand why Cuban cigars would be held in such high regard over and above all other cigars. I feel like this is something I maybe. Maybe looked into in history class back in high school. See, I was just talking about potatoes and vodka and the yeah. Ottoman Empire. Yeah, but I believe that's the name of the topic, actually. Potatoes, as I, vodka, as and I Ottoman sit Empire. here, like a lot of that is growing fuzzy in my head, and uh, you know, some of that's just the time, but some of it's I don't know. So many things are fuzzy to me. What year is it? What year is this? Twenty eighteen. Okay, okay. 
Are you doing a mini mental on me? Like a mini mental test? Mini mental? Yeah, it's an it's the name of a test that lawyers and doctors use to establish whether or not someone has capacity. You ask him who the prime minister is, what year there is, what what state is that the one in? where they had to stop asking who the prime minister was at a certain point because it was changing so often. Uh, and it was kind of reasonable for somebody to not know who prime minister was. Uh, I I believe that's the story that was told. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. You, you know what is interesting about this episode though? Yeah. Cheever, who they discover letters John from. John Cheever. Yes. John Cheever. I literally always assumed that that was an American president. That who I'd never heard of. And I don't know why. And it has only just struck me that at the end, when we see Bart reading The Falconer by John Cheever, interesting yeah. that we see Bart reading, we don't normally see that. And then I was like, wait a minute, is Cheever not a former president? So I looked him up and he's a novelist. It is interesting because in the, in the Yeats poem, I forget the name of the Yeats poem, but there's that one line about how the falcon can't see the falconer. Do you mean Yeats, the manufacturer of like fertilizer and gardening products? <laughs> You're thinking of yards, the places where you would use those products. Sure. Yardley. No, there's nothing there. Yardley Smith. Ah. Who plays Lisa. Who plays Lisa. In this episode of The Simpsons. In this episode of The Simpsons. Yep, which ends with her making a, like, she's in on the jokes... Oh. Or the dirty language Marge has been using with her teacher. It's which, a weird... Which actually, at first I found that quite weird. Because she makes yeah. a very clear reference to mm. the dirty talking Marge has been doing. Yeah. But it actually... Thinking about it now, I like that Lisa and Bart... No, that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Lisa and Bart have yeah. clearly had a bit of a chat behind the scenes. Yep. I think that's nice. Yeah, it's it's wild though. This is a wild fucking episode. A yeah. wild pair of episodes. Yeah, it's weird. Kind of like, they're very different from the other episodes. I'm having a very hard time wrapping my heads around all the... My head, I suppose. My singular head around all yeah, the specifics. Sure. Yeah. And why this is the case. Yeah, exactly. It is, it is quite tricky. Um, and I, to be honest, I haven't got that much more to say. I mean, these episodes kind of flummox me a bit. Yeah, me too. I mean, they're great. They're very funny. Uh, yes. The the scene with Bart and Susan and Susan's parents, that scene fucked. Yes. It yes, fucked yes, yes. hard. Good. That's good. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I'm being torn apart here. And I, uh, I don't know. We need to stop this episode and go and recenter ourselves somehow. All right. Well, have you got time to do another recording? Yeah, I suppose so. All right. So I think we need to change the disc though at the end of the disc. Okay. Okay. Let me just, uh. What does this say? Oh shit I was watching Seinfeld the other night Uh, Wait what? Oh fuck You know um, uh, Popular American sitcom Seinfeld? Yeah I'm familiar with it Yeah I was watching that the other night And I guess I left the disc in Wait, did we just watch and review two whole episodes of Seinfeld in our Simpsons podcast where we somehow managed to recast all the characters as members of the Simpsons? That was Seinfeld? What the fuck? But you th- I thought I was losing my fucking mind. You know all that shit I said about how I kind of remember... I didn't remember any of this shit. Well, I thought I'd gone fucking crazy. I didn't want to discount that possibility. Fuck. <laughs> All right, there it is. fucking Seinfeld. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, the weirdest episode yet of Pods and the Jesus Springfield. Jesus fucking Christ. In Springfield. We're on, we're on social media. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we're still allowed after this. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the microphone away from James because he's yelling a lot. Uh, we're on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pods in the Key of Springfield. You can find us on Facebook. Search Pods in the Key of Springfield. You can send us an email at Pods in the Key of Springfield at gmail dot com. James is losing his mind. This was the most stupid idea we've ever had. I, Colossus, what is happening? I uh, just to give some context, I came up with this idea uh, about three weeks ago. We've oh been laughing. God. We've been laughing about it ever since. I'm not. At, I'm not actually sure if it worked or not. But anyway, whatever. We had a good time. I guess. I suppose. Okay, I'm all right. It's fine. All right, you're it's fine. fine. Everything's good. Cool. It's all good. Uh, thank you for listening to Pods in the Key of Springfield. I've already done all the closing Please shit. like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, I didn't say like and subscribe. We are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside a dream. Uh, Weasel Wuzzle. Um, I've got to find something for the. Oh, wait. Um, uh, cherish the cabin. Cherish the cabin. Is it a bit? Alright, we have no more listeners left after that. None. That's the final purge. No more listeners. Everyone who sticks around now is in it for life. We expect to see tattoos. We expect to see... I don't know. I don't know about you, I kept looking up at the time code going, only 19 minutes. Yeah, the exact opposite of every other episode. Fuck. Brutal. What a stupid idea.